0: This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash Podcast. If you haven't done so already, go rate us on iTunes and yeah. give us all the stars. We'll just pause for a good 10 minutes while you go do that. Yeah, just
1: go ahead and do that. It's funny. Every time we do this, we'll get like a couple nice reviews and then like one shitty review. <laughs> Did you see the the most no. recent one that I... Well, no. obviously I read them all. <laughs> and one was like... Because they all are too, like, if they were, like, addressing us, it's yeah. addressing you. And then, like, if they mention me, it's, like, <laughs> tell <laughs> Jessica she's doing okay. <laughs> okay. But this <laughs> one, was, I think the text was, Hammond, drop the girl she's annoying. Or Ouch. <laughs> or some, Still gave us two stars. <laughs> I love it so, oh, like, as if I can't see it. That also makes
0: for good parenting advice. <laughs> oh.
1: Drop the annoying girl? Yeah. What do you do with your daughter, Hemant?
0: She's almost three. She's, she She's has annoying her, all of She time. has her moments. Is she
1: Terrible cheese, is that a thing? A On thing? and off. Yeah? Oh, it's totally real. Okay. Yeah. She was nice to me when I, I think she threw something at me, but I like it. I think it. she was
0: quiet. Stranger danger. Big <laughs> with the, That's good. big with them. <laughs>
1: you don't want strange yeah, white people in your <laughs> house. Okay, let's talk about the news.
0: <laughs> Let me start with uh, this. Here's a, Here's a happy story. This will put a smile on your face you know for I like once. These at the end. I know, I know. Wait, we'll first of s- all, I want to thank
1: everybody. A lot of people reached out. We're like Jess, I was worried about you last week. Yeah, last week was fucking rough for me. I really <laughs> appreciate your all's concern. Um, it sucked, but I'm in a better mood this week. Oh I, good. I didn't almost cancel. <laughs> so good. go ahead, give me a happy story for once right. in my goddamn life. Here's
0: a happy story. Kent Hovind, a creationist oh who has committed so many different kinds of tax fraud that he's been in jail for a long time. Really? Now he's not in jail. So then he started a YouTube channel that's all sorts of cringeworthy. Can
1: he commit tax fraud uh, on YouTube?
0: You know, I, the thing is, he—for example—he had his—he had his, his low-budget creationist theme park in Florida.
1: Oh, he but really? He
0: wasn't properly telling the IRS like how much money they were making. He I wasn't see. paying people. I don't know what all the details are. It's extensive. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he got out of jail. He did this YouTube channel, and next thing you know, this weekend mm-hmm. he's opening a brand new creation theme park. What? Yeah, this one's in, um, uh, where is this one at? It's in Repton, Alabama. I'm looking it up. Is it Arkansas? It's one of those A states. Um,
1: Southern Alabama, states.
0: and he's opening up. It's called Dinosaur Adventureland. Same title as I'm the sorry. old one, Dinosaur is he- Adventureland.
1: <laughs> yes. Is he a six-year-old that's making up a theme park?
0: If you gave a six-year-old a lot of money <laughs> and said, go make a, a theme park, <laughs> dinosaur adventureland. Wait, I didn't get to the best part.
1: He like just picked names out of a hat. Yeah. Okay. Oh ahead. yeah.
0: It, like even Ken Ham's like, oh, this is sad. But <laughs> yeah. the best part about this is he had a flyer promoting this weekend's <laughs> grand opening, uh-huh. and at the bottom of the flyer, in the corner, you see a picture, and I've seen this picture before. Mocking creationists It's a picture of Jesus holding a raptor No! That meme That people use to make fun of creationists Like Jesus petting a velociraptor He used that in his advertising (laughs) I think he thinks This is a good thing And the weirdest Oh, it's I don't know if he did it intentionally or not Or if he's aware I'm guessing he's not aware, because that's <laughs> a habit in these people. But the thing is, okay, in the meme, go listen, if you're listening...
1: You've seen it. If you're listening you to this podcast, seen you've seen
0: it. Go look up Jesus holding a raptor. Oh, You'll it's... find it. But the thing is, in the meme, Jesus has long, wavy hair. Yeah,
1: in like the, Jesus
0: did. Like Jesus did. In the flyer, Hovind clearly went through and photoshopped out the longer part of Jesus' hair. Did he hair. give the
1: sensible bob? Yeah.
0: Like okay. no, I'm sorry. He he cropped out the extended hair, so it's like nice cropped length. Uh-huh. And so it's like you messed with the photo. So I know, like, you have to be aware of what it was. I if, think
1: that's generous that he messed with it. He definitely hired like <clears throat> his 14 year old nephew to mess with. Man, someone's trolling
0: him, or he's <laughs> Could I totally. See it? Uh, I would move my computer, but everything will shut down. I'm in gonna a second. look it up.
1: What's this dude's name?
0: Ah, uh, Kent Hovind.
1: That's an absurd name. Uh Uh-huh. Kent.
0: And by the way, in his cringeworthy YouTube videos, he actually posted a couple of days ago um, a whole thing that involved a five-minute tour of this place that's about to open.
1: (gasps) Oh, no. And
0: it's just trailers. And, like, each trailer has a little mini exhibit of sorts and... Like it really is. I've been to the actual Creation Museum in Kentucky. It's a it's a nice building. It's a multimillion dollar building. It's crazy inside, but it's it's well done. This is not that. What are you looking at with your jaw wide open? I mean
1: okay, so your mouth I, wide open, I yeah. just okay, I when I googled Kent Hovind Flyer, it, it went to your website. I didn't Excellent. just go to My it. Work is done. <laughs> nice SEO work, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> Holy shit. it's <laughs> It's the exact picture I was thinking of, and he- so when Haven said he cropped out the picture, I was thinking he just like didn't made it, so it wasn't like long and luxurious and like body waves. It <laughs> it's just like straight up cropped off. So he has this little like he auburn erased. helmet on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's just laying the raptor next to his like, bosom. <laughs>
0: Like imagine the creationist theme park you would make if your budget was I don't know not much <laughs> and then you realize wait I have to do all the advertising myself which is clearly what he did and so he's like what can I do for Christian dinosaur theme that picture must yeah, yeah, have come yeah. up and he's like jackpot 100%.
1: Man, whoever complained on Twitter about how much I laugh is gonna hate this episode. Oh man,
0: my favorite thing, and I have to bring this up anytime so I mention anytime I mention Ken Hovind, my favorite thing about this guy is that he has a doctorate. I know. From an unaccredited
1: You're not using quotes when you say doctrine. <laughs> well,
0: it's from an unaccredited Christian school called Patriot Bible University. Oh my
1: God, that's made up. Why does he keep pulling names <laughs> out of hats to create wait, wait, things?
0: His dissertation, which you could read online, oh, no. opens with the words, Hello, my name is Kent Hovind, <laughs> which is how all good dissertations <laughs> begin. Okay, so here's the that's thing.
1: That's not even a good cover uh, letter. <laughs>
0: those of you who are listening, some of you got to live in Alabama next to Repton. And... I go if you can. I'm sure it's it's free, by the way. He said in the crazy flyer free entrance and barbecue lunch and free groceries from a local food pantry. Um, go go report you back, tell us how it from went. A food pantry, I, it almost sounds like I thought that was for like people who were struggling, yeah.
1: but apparently
0: they're catering his big event. So that
1: makes me uncomfortable. So, anyway.
0: Kent Hovind, Creation that Theme Park, is Dinosaur Jesus.
1: Bonkers.
0: <laughs> uh, let me do one more here because I think it'll probably be relevant to everything yeah. else we talk about. Yep. Which is that uh, PRRI, Public Religion Research Institute, they do a lot of polling, like the Pew Research Center. They put out a, a results this week that noted that white evangelical support for Donald Trump is higher today than it has been since they began polling this question. And that's different. We always hear about 81% of white evangelicals voted for him. Uh-huh. But, like, they all admit we didn't like him.
1: Wait, when they say uh, since they started polling, is that since he was president or well, since he was well running? Well
0: before. This okay. is from October of 2015 when he oh. even said he wanted to run. Oh, that's when they've been, turned 30. Is that been, why they
1: started polling yes. it? Yes. They've <laughs> been
0: saying, "What is do you support him? Is he uh-huh. favorability ratings? You know, do you like the guy? And so you could see there's a noticeable dip when there's like the excess Hollywood tape and stuff like that. When he did a thing or
1: said a thing or Uh tweeted a thing.
0: But today, that number for white evangelicals is at 75% favorability. That means with everything he's done since taking office... All the, I mean, think about all the shit he's done since taking office. But we're talking about calling things uh, African nation shithole countries. Mm-hmm. White nationalists are very fine people. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no day that hasn't had a scandal. He lies all the time, and yet they still. Oh my god, like it's him, nonstop. Seventy-five percent like him. My favorite take on this: New York Magazine's Ed Kilgore was like, I had to ask P.R.R.I. like if you remove white evangelicals from the mix, can you give me the numbers for the different groups? And what he found is that nobody likes Trump except for white evangelicals. Like, the numbers are well under 50% for every other demographic of people. He's being propped up by the white evangelicals.
1: Right. And
0: that's the only base that hasn't run away with good reason. So again, we've said this before. He's giving them the judges Mm -hmm. they want. He's pandering to them. He's giving them the lip service for everything. He's not actually delivering even to them, but he's saying he is. And he's like, look, Merry Christmas. I said it now. Love me. And again, they, whatever he does, it's not Jesus like. No, And I I don't know. White evangelicals, they're addicted to Trump's power as much as he is. Mm -hmm. And it's all the more reason that if and when his entire presidency goes down in flames or when history's looking back on this stuff, mm-hmm. blame evangelicals, the mm-hmm. white ones, for this support. They're the reasons he gets to keep getting away with all this.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and if it wasn't for them, oh, well, he'd be even angrier. But
1: Yeah, well, and I think that there is um, an interesting thing that's happening not only in white evangelicals, which we've seen right since the beginning, not since the beginning, but since he became the nominee, they are willing to throw their weight behind him. <laughs> But my favorite is looking back at clips from, let's say, May 2016, so maybe before he had it clinched, and what Republicans would say about him when they thought he was a flash in the pan and wasn't going to do anything. My favorite of which is Time Magazine recent uh, today, I think, okay. <laughs> and I, did, I didn't write this down as notes, but I just wanted to touch base on how fucking pathetic it is. Um... If you just do the tiniest bit of research, you can see Ted Cruz saying all manner. Ted Cruz, senator from uh, from Texas, who uh, was kind of tied up with Beto O'Rourke for his Senate. seat. Go Beto! Yeah, these these like special elections are and that preliminaries. And yeah, preliminaries the are getting primaries. Thank you are getting very exciting. Um, anyway, mm. just.
0: But yeah, <laughs> Trump Trump Donald Trump, Trump has trash trashed Ted Cruz. He
1: called his wife ugly. He implied that his father killed JFK. And he has, on camera, said many times, like, he's a liar. He has no moral backbone. Like, things that we all say about him now, loudly. <laughs> and then, time rolled out. It's 100 most one hundred most influential people of 2018 or 2017, however they roll it. And <laughs> Cruz wrote this sniveling, like, T- boot-licking gross thing about like how fantastic Donald Trump is. And it's pathetic. It's so sick. Like it's, I don't like, I don't like Ted Cruz period, right? Like there's nothing about him that I would like, but God, like to see somebody just like lose their spine completely and 180 on things they have said within the last calendar year <laughs> is embarrassing like it's giving me like secondhand embarrassment Beto
0: O'Rourke hasn't used this but people who like him on Twitter have which is like why should you vote for him because unlike Ted Cruz he'll actually defend Ted Cruz's wife
1: (laughs) I thought you were gonna say because unlike Ted Cruz he's not Ted Cruz yeah well (laughs) I'll give you that one for free Beto Um, (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) oh it's so bad um just another dumb sidebar is i saw somebody noticed a pattern that whenever like trump doesn't know shit about shit and so he's clearly like learning things, quote unquote, learning things as he's in the office, and you can see it whenever he gives speeches because he'll do most people don't know, and then like an American history fact that everybody knows, but he says it.
0: <laughs> no, very few people know George Washington was our first president.
1: <laughs> but like the way he talked about Frederick Douglass, like this is a year ago now, but it's just like most people don't know about Frederick Douglass. Like, yeah, dog, we all know about him. Where have you been? Anyway, those are my anecdotes very that I nice. wanted to participate in. Um, actually, on that. That track. I would love to talk about um, a really cool guy who has influence in the White House, um, almost as cool as, as Donald Trump, some might say. So apparently for the first time in the last hundred years or so, there is a Bible study group held weekly um, in the U.S. cabinet, for the U.S. cabinet. Um, it's led by a really chill pastor... Um, let's just talk about this dude. So, first of all, there's ten members of the cabinet, including the vice president, Mike uh Mike Pence, Secretary of State, Mike, Mike Pompeo, although he's not Not yet. Well. Although he went to North Korea. Did you see though North Korea said they were gonna like take down some of their nukes? I guess that's mm. Oh, it's Friday night. Yeah. 420. That's why we're below. Um Betsy DeVos, etc. So every Wednesday night they have this Bible study group that lasts. One hour, wait, one hour and 90 minutes? That's not how time does. So either one hour or 90 minutes. Yes. That's a long time. When you're like an important person in the United States, dedicating 90 minutes to a thing every week is a lot. Anyway, so this gentleman, his name is Ralph Drollinger, um, and he's the pastor and president of Capital Ministries, Capital with an O-L. Clever, clever. A, clever. B, is a fucking genius business plan because all people in Washington, D.C. want to do is be performative about their religion. (laughs) And so you just set up, like, a tent and be like, look, at here's this senator. Anyway, um, he said some chill things. Uh, Quote, there is a prohibition of female leadership in marriage and female leadership in the church. And those are clear in scripture. It doesn't mean in in, in an egalitarian sense that a woman is of lesser importance, though. So... They're not less important, but they can't lead. Uh, Number two, quote, homosexuality and same-sex ceremonies are illegitimate in God's eyes. His word is repetitive, precipitous, and stayed on the subject. Um, Three, not only is homosexuality and same-sex marriage voided by God and his word, but biology as well castigates homosexuality and same-sex marriage. The ultimate outcome is the discontinuation of the species, since homosexuals Obviously. can't procreate, because that's our problem, is that there's so many gay people, <laughs> the population is in decline. Yeah.
0: The problem with Drollinger is that he has so m- I mean, this is spread out to state governments now, too. Like, he has a big business going on here. It's not a small little Bible right. study. And yeah, his view of Christianity is very conservative. He also
1: hates uh, Catholics. Yeah. Is, that's some old school shit. Yeah. Like, that's some, like... 1950s pre-JFK shit. He said Catholicism (laughs) is one of the primary false religions of the world, which is honestly one of my favorite sort of... Not factoid isn't the right word, but sort of a realization of how history was that when when JFK was running for president, he wasn't Christian enough because he was a Catholic. And that was like a huge issue back then. And, And as me growing up in a Catholic community... First of all, for a long time, I didn't understand the difference between Catholicism and Christianity. Arguably, I still don't. Yeah. Um, but but they've always been so sort of meshed together in my mind that I forget that, you know, a generation ago, people were anti-Catholic. And apparently still people are anti-Catholic, which is like a really weird Held it. This is in 2004 that he said the shitty things about Catholicism, but that's 2004. That's not 1964. Right.
0: I don't know that he's apologized or anything. I don't know that he takes I mean, it back other than just saying, Whoops, I said that out loud. I was supposed to keep that one in my head.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, regardless, this man who at least at some point believe the, to these things and upset the them, has access to some of the highest people yeah. in our country.
0: One of the questions that's still floating around that I don't really have a good answer to is whether taxpayer resources are being used to fund any of these Bible studies. It's one thing if it's voluntary on their own time, but as far as I can tell, it's it's not. You have to think there's that, some
1: security detail at the very least, right?
0: Or something, yeah. And again, I don't know Depending how that on where works it takes place. after, like, when do they... When are you off the clock when you're president? I don't know. know. Um,
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Not president. Trump does not attend these things. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That also makes sense. Uh, There is a story uh, a researcher out of Stanford just put out a study not too long ago. And here's the generic question she wanted to answer Does your religiosity when you're Mm -hmm. in middle school or high school have any bearing on your GPA? You oh. know, is there any link between the two things? Okay. And the way she conducted this, I'm not going to go into all the methodology here. There are some problems with it. Like she asked them for religiosity, which and their parents were part I mean, of this survey oh. because they're underage. So, oh. you, like, you're not going to say I'm totally not religious when your parents are right there. Sure. So, okay, keep all that in mind. The methodology yeah, and isn't that kind there. Of thing,
1: you have to self-report. How else would you? Right.
0: Well, uh, with underage people, yeah. Uh, and But again, when your parents are right there, you right. can't even anonymously tell the truth. Right. They're right there. So, but what she did, let's put that aside for a second. Uh-huh. She split the public school students from ages 13 to 17. She took them, their data, she grouped them into five groups, ranging from abiders, who are very religious and follow the rules, et cetera.
1: Abiders? Ab-
0: A-B-I-D. Yeah, abiders I to adapters. Who are like religious, but they'll go with the flow, whatever, to assenters, yeah, I'm religious, whatever. To avoiders, who just are totally apathetic about everything, to atheists. So we have abiders on one end, we have atheists on the other, because she needs a
1: sorry. That's That's a really fucking garbage way to categorize those. And like the alliteration (laughs) isn't that good. And it (laughs) hardly makes sense. Go ahead. So the question
0: is, the question is. Do the abiders have a higher GPA than, let's say, the atheists? Because that's kind of the question, right? And obviously, if, uh, for anyone not familiar, if you get straight A's, that's a 4.0 GPA. Straight B's is a 3.0 GPA, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So what she found is that the abiders had an average GPA of 3.21. Fine. It's <clears throat> fine. The, when it came to the next group, the adapters, they were slightly lower. And the assenters were slightly lower. And the avoiders were significantly lower, like 0.27 GPA points lower. So basically, what she found is that the more religious you are, the higher your GPA is.
1: Okay.
0: Now, atheists aren't on that list. What? What we just went through, the ones like the avoiders had a lower GPA, they they did, according to her research. But, like, atheists weren't on her chart. And the question is, like, well, if you group them into five groups, where's group number five that's here? Not,
1: that's not how science works, buddy. <laughs> and
0: if you look, there's a footnote at the very end of the piece that says, I do not graph the GPA for atheists because they do not perform differently than abiders. Atheists and abiders.
1: What?
0: <laughs> I, again, I don't know whether Wait, abiders is the, the most, most religious, religious
1: one. And this makes okay. sense to me.
0: What she's saying is they basically fucked with her data so she didn't include them. I don't know why. That's I don't such know if there's a, I don't know if there's a good scientific I, I was thinking, well maybe she had so few atheists that she just yeah, couldn't legitimize but, that's not, legitimate, what that footnote but said. that's not what it says. She didn't say I didn't have much to work off of. She says I just didn't put them in here. And this Are ma- you here's the thing.
1: Fucking kidding this, me?
0: This actually makes a lot of sense to me because if you're really religious, super religious and you're dedicated to church and you're investing time and in your volunteer time and you know your friends are in there, you you have a group. You're invested in something else and that takes a special kind of person. Atheists, I would argue, have thought about religion. They're confident about their idea that Isn't God that doesn't 13? exist. Oh yeah. 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 They're confident that like, you know what? God doesn't exist. I, I've read about this. Mm-hmm. I think about this stuff. Um, and they're confident about this. Compare that to the avoiders, group number four on her list, who are just like, meh, mm-hmm. they don't care. Right. They don't think about this stuff. They don't care. They're apathetic to it all. That's a different kind of student. Yeah. As someone I, I taught in a classroom for seven years, I know who the avoiders are because they don't they don't join clubs. Mm-hmm. They're not staying after school to do music or theater or sports so or whatever. So the kind of
1: uh, avoider thing isn't just in terms of religion. No, it's just that's their
0: life. lifestyle. Yeah, they just they're not interested in things, mm-hmm. and they don't like their classwork relatively speaking, doesn't do as well as the people who are like, I can get into something. I can really, Mm -hmm. like, it's like someone who gets obsessed with a TV show. Like, they're super obsessed because they can tell you all the nuance Mm -hmm. and they can pay attention to the details. That's a good skill to have in a classroom, too, Mm -hmm. even if you don't like the subject. So, like, I get that the super religious people did better than the ones who didn't care about religion. But atheists care about atheism. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Or they thought about it. Yeah, and they think they, it through.
1: If you are willing to call yourself an atheist... And, and I can only talk about my experience yeah. in high school, and it was a little bit different than in, like, between 2000 and 2004 when I was in high school. But, like... I don't think I knew many people who were like out and out atheists, and maybe now it's different. And I think if you do self-label as an atheist, you've thought about it. It's Mm -hmm. not a thing you sort of. And
0: it's something you're probably passionate about Mm -hmm. to the point where you could have debates and arguments about this stuff, and you know the fallacies religious people make. And so it just struck me as strange that like atheists actually did pretty well relative to the abiders. In fact, if you look at the actual numbers. Um, the sample that she had had them scoring very slightly lower, like, but not statistically significant. Right. Had she chosen a different group of atheists, they might have scored a little higher. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, they're as passionate and interested as the super religious people are. So the point is, like, The Federalist, a conservative website, they posted about this, and here's the first sentence in Gosh. their piece. Adolescents who practice religion regularly perform better in school than those adolescents who do not. No, that's wrong. That's the wrong interpretation of it this It is the wrong
1: interpretation. It's not necessarily incorrect.
0: It would only be correct if we're just ignoring the atheists.
1: But I wonder even if you factor in the atheists, if you average it out, would you, if, if you took... They're religious and then everybody else, even if you average in the atheist, they like, it's dishonest. Don't get me wrong, but it's not maybe like you could interpret it if you want. It's spin. It's It's spin. spin, And it's
0: saying that if you're religious, um, here's here's what they should have said if they cared. Adolescents who practice religion regularly or actively reject it Mm -hmm. perform better in school than those adolescents who don't. Um, and by the way, they said very clearly in the paper, uh, we don't know what, if this is causation. I
1: was just right? about to bring up correlation um, versus causation. The correlation
0: is there if you take atheists out of the mix. But it doesn't mean that religion makes you a better student no, or that. I, w- I would argue vice that versa.
1: if you are somebody who's ex- extremely religious through high school, it means you had a family that was religious. And it seems likely if you have the kind of family that's going to drag right. you to church every Sunday, they're also going to be on your ass to do homework.
0: Yes, works, exactly. Right? Like, is exactly. that unfair? Totally fair. Stanford, uh, the press release for the uh, for this study actually had a much more careful wording about how they posted this. They called, said religiously engaged. Adolescents perform better in school, which that kind of encompasses it's, atheists too, because we yeah. are engaged in religion. We just reject it. It's
1: still a little misleading, but there's also like... <laughs> you
0: get your headline, that's press friendly. I was just about to say, and, like when you're dealing with
1: a headline, you, you are trying to like, you know, crank, you know, smash it all in there.
0: Yeah. Let me move to a different story that got a lot of attention this week. Uh, here's the issue. It involves Pope Francis. And... Uh, he was doing kind of this Q&A session with press and a bunch of little kids. Like, it was a cute, like, he was talking to them. He was answering their questions. The media was there to pay attention. And at one point, and there's video of this online, uh, a little boy comes up to the microphone with a question. He can't, he can't get it out. Okay. He's struggling to get it out.
1: Like, he's nervous or he has a speech impediment? Uh, nervous. Okay.
0: Or sad. And like he's like, oh. I can't ask this question. And the Pope's like, get up here. Come over here. Oh. T- 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 tell me your question privately. You don't have to do it in the oh. microphone. Right? That's the right reaction. Yeah. And the boy says it. The Pope whispers something in his ear. You see this on camera. You don't know what they're saying, but you see it. And the boy sits back down. Um, and the Pope says, um, I asked him if I could have permission to share his story. And he said yes. So here's cool. what he said. Um the boy told me that his dad had recently died. His dad was an atheist, but he was a good man who had all four of his children baptized. And the kid wanted to know, is dad in heaven? Ugh. Yes. I mean, your heart goes out for the boy. Um, and the Pope basically said, okay, that's, that's the situation for the boy. It's, you're, it's awful. Um, Here's what the Pope said. God,
1: wait. Give me yeah, a second. Sure. Tell me.
0: The boy's name was Emmanuel, by the way. That's what the Pope said. So this boy sits back down. I just
1: need him to have handled this well, Hammond.
0: Well, go I, ahead. Go ahead. No, he did. He did handle okay. it well. I didn't like his response, but he handled it fine. For, <sighs> here's what he said. I'm going to quote the Pope here. What do you think? A father's heart. God has a dad's heart, and with a dad who is not a believer but who baptized his children and gave them that bravura, do you think God would be able to leave him far from Himself? Yeah. Does God laws, dog. does God abandon his children? Does God abandon his children when they are good? The children all screamed. No, there, Emmanuel. That's the answer. God surely was proud of your father because it's easier as a believer to baptize your children than to baptize them when you're not a believer. Surely this pleased God very much. Hmm. That's a a nice answer. Like, your father was a good man. He did the stuff the Catholic Church wants you to do. It had to be even harder for him because he didn't believe in God. What does
1: bravura mean? Um, eh, bravery. I just looked it up. Yeah, great technical skill and brilliance shown in performance or activity.
0: So he said all this, and I understand why he said it. Because that's... Okay,
1: I will say, before you say any criticism, I will say, from the Pope whose whole jam is God, like, I cannot think of a better answer he that he, the Pope, could have given. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think, I think I would expect differently from other people, but like, I think most from of the headlines who, said that too. Yeah.
0: Look at this amazing thing of uh, the Pope told this little boy whose atheist father
1: died. Because we've definitely heard much worse answers <laughs> than that. Like, I've certainly personally been told much worse answers about that, like, to my face regarding, like, I'm not religious, but I'm a nice person. Like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. You're going to hell. Like, it's fine. Don't worry. Right. So I want to give the Pope credit. You know, cool Pope, cool again.
0: <laughs>
1: but, okay, what are you... Okay,
0: words? so the problem with this uh-huh. is that's not Catholic teaching. That's it. Uh, it's fuck, not that's Catholic a good point, teaching. Emmett! Catholics believe you have, like Protestants, you have to accept the divinity of Christ if you want to get to heaven. The only exception is people who... The quote, through no fault of their own, do not know about it. Like, we're talking about the tribes that have no access to the outside world. Right. You know, are they going to go to hell or something? Which is why it's
1: really cool when missionaries go to those <laughs>
0: countries. <laughs> Let me tell you about something so now you could be tortured right. eternally. Um, th- that's the exception to the rule. But atheists who know about God, mm-hmm. know about Catholicism, and reject it all... They don't get a pass. No. Listen, Emmanuel's dad, by Catholic teaching, is burning in hell. Cool. He is. He was an atheist. Maybe he did the baptism thing because he had pressure from family or culture. That's why I
1: was baptized. <laughs> right?
0: But, like, that doesn't mean anything necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this, here's the thing. The Pope basically told this kid this nice story to protect him from the teachings of the Catholic Church. Because that would have been devastating. So, so good, what does that
1: say about his own view of his teachings? Yeah,
0: pretty much. Like, I know he wanted to say something nice. Yeah, but it that's really rough. his answer almost sounded like a your, maybe your father had a deathbed conversion sort of thing. Like he was a good guy. He clearly had some love for the church because right. he baptized you. That had to be hard for him. So maybe he's okay. That's what the answer sounded like. Which is yeah. only it's fine if you don't think about what the Catholic Church actually teaches. So, you know, it's I get why people called it beautiful and heartwarming, but it was also dishonest.
1: Yeah, you're right. That sucks.
0: I think you're the only person to say that because I got a lot of flack online when I said that.
1: <laughs> no, I mean you're. The thing is, you're a hundred. You're both right and wrong. Like, yes, he did the kind of objective right thing because what are you going to fucking tell right, a kid to their t- face <laughs> that their dad is burning in hell? Yeah. He did the kind thing.
0: By the way, the kind the, he's not burning in hell either.
1: No, right, right, he's yeah. Like, let's he's put that let's, all by the wayside. Yeah. But no, it's, but by uh, Catholic
0: <laughs> teaching, he is.
1: So like why, why, pope? God, no, why are you why pope No, that's a really good away? point. Like uh if the pope isn't standing behind the right. catholic teachings then who is? <laughs> right. Which is which is a fair point. Um Oh, yes. let's talk about healthcare. Do you want to talk about healthcare? Sure. Oh, you know what? Actually before that I want to talk about this kind of more lighthearted thing. So okay. um do you know Scary Mommy?
0: It's a website of sorts. It's
1: like a blog. I, I see it pop up. It tends to have like fine content, you know, thought pieces and things like that. There was a really nice piece in there. Um, it's by Elizabeth Baker called "Why Do Why." I might have written this down wrong. I think it's "Why People Think Christians Are Assholes" or "Why Do People Christ, Think Christians Are Assholes." Okay. Regardless, the keywords are "Christian and assholes." Mm-hmm. And so this is written from this woman, Elizabeth Baker, which, by the way, is like the most good Christian name I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, But she wrote a really nice piece. It started with, hey, Christian, you know they think we're assholes, right? Yes, they, the rest of the people in this country, just trying to live their lives, but who are constantly berated because their lifestyle, political views, religion don't fit, fit in the box labeled Christian. It is... Honestly, it is what you and I have said on this podcast, what we've said on the blog for a million years, of there's nothing wrong with Christianity as Christ taught it, you know, as if you follow the, the teachings of Christ. So she um, she gave a couple specific examples. She said she's pro-choice because protecting life should be about so much more than being pro-birth. How is criminally punishing a woman because of a choice she made for her body? Spreading the good news of Jesus and his message. Um, She's for affordable health care because Jesus' example of healing the sick and the disabled, because of Jesus' example of healing the the sick and the disabled and touching and ministering to lepers. And she's for gun control because Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Jesus never said to arm yourself with an assault weapon and with the only purpose to kill. So I I was very impressed by this piece, I, and I like yeah, we kind of dunk on Christians a lot here, especially Christian bloggers. So it's nice I just wanted to want see a to, Christian
0: using your faith to promote yeah, progressive and, ideas.
1: And um, a friend of mine posted it, who's a, a former Christian, and um, I kind of clicked through to the the Facebook post of it. And for the most part, I don't think I saw any negative comments. It was mostly hmm. people being like, "Yeah, you know what? People do kind of suck sometimes, and maybe we should be." More craze like anyway. Yeah, I was happy to see that, and uh, good, good for her.
0: Good on her. Uh, Liberty University, they of the gun range yeah. uh, for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: there is a piece coming out this weekend in the New York Times Magazine. Ooh, breaking
1: news. Uh,
0: it, it's been online for a few <laughs> days, but basically, it says it's all about Liberty University's online classes because it's a quote billion dollar empire.
1: According to whom?
0: According to the numbers.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: This is how they get money for the gun range and everything else. Because B Liberty. B B? Billion with a B? B as in. Bullshit? Yes. They have so much money coming in through the online stuff that like, because their actual campus is not huge. They don't have a huge student body. So, like, where you get the who money from. Who is for going
1: everything. to libertyuniversity.edu for right? their education? The
0: same type of people who go to University of Phoenix to yeah. get their online education. And that's kind of Touché. what the gist of the article is about. It's by Alec McGillis, Mag- uh, who also was writing for ProPublica, a joint venture between them. And here's the, what he found. How many people take these online classes through Liberty? 95,000. It's a lot of people. Wow. Um, I'm going to quote here. By 2017, Liberty students, the online ones, were receiving more than 772 million dollars in total aid from the U.S. Department of Education. Yeah, they're getting taxpayer-funded Liberty Education. I just Liberty moved education.
1: into the mic so I could drop my job. That doesn't work I don't right. Want to Bad make sure heard
0: that. Um <laughs> And he adds nearly $100 million of it is Pell Grants. The rest are student loans. Wow. Um, they also received uh, Department of Veterans Affairs benefits for people coming back from war. That's $42 million in 2016. Um, and so, like, all their revenue is coming from this taxpayer-funded education. And, okay, so the question is, well, is it a good education? Is it a fundamentalist Christian education, Mm -hmm. you know, is it at least, are they getting their money's worth for all this? I've
1: never thought about the separation of church and state in regard to private religious colleges. in theory,
0: if they're providing what they want to provide, you can use your money, whatever, student loans, wherever you want.
1: Yeah, BA is a BA. (laughs) A couple
0: things about this. The recruiters who are calling you up to like get you to sign up.
1: I bet they're really straightforward and clear about what kind of university it is. Bingo.
0: They do not... They're told not to mention Liberty's Christian orientation until people have agreed to apply. Um, And here's where it gets shady. Um, Oh,
1: here it is. Okay.
0: The type of education you get at Liberty, I mean, it's not a good education. So these classes don't transfer everywhere. And they make you take like a core set of religious classes right up front before you could take the ones you actually want to
1: take. Yeah, that's like when I was in college, I had to take math classes. Yeah, the and prereqs, like, right? That's exactly as useful as religious training, <laughs> right, Hemant? Right, Hemant? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look, look, there are totally classes I had to take my first year of college. I'll tell you like, what
1: they are. Uh,
0: there was <laughs> one on Asian immigration that I was forced to take against my will.
1: Had... Aren't your parents Asian immigrants?
0: Long story. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> God, I had to take but it wasn't, like it wasn't, fun? it wasn't about my people. Oh, it was about other Asians,
1: East which Asians? is,
0: yeah, it was fine. It was just like, I didn't sign up for this class, but all right. There That's was really also, specific.
1: Mine were all pretty yeah. high level. Um, there
0: were I can't remember some of the other ones I had to take where I'm just like, I have to, but whatever, you have to take those classes. You could take all the other ones.
1: I took an astronomy lecture and it was right when they, um, Pluto, when, right when Pluto happened, it made the class very exciting.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> So at Liberty, they make you take like several religion courses up front, which are essentially useless outside yeah, of the what Liberty those world. Look
1: like like what are those tests like? Do they test you on biblical knowledge or is it?
0: I don't have that in front of me, but they are Bible studies classes, and okay. Liberty teaches a creationist type so you, of view on the Bible. Do
1: you? You take it like I took American history. It's the I think same so. thing of.
0: And here's the thing, when you take a few, like, four of these courses, not only do they not transfer to other real schools, mm-hmm. but, like, now you've invested also, a lot of money.
1: And they're also not useful for your life.
0: No. Um, you've also put in so much money into take, getting the credit for these classes that when they're like, well, now you could take whatever, math, biology, whatever, it's like, well, I guess I have to because I've already spent thousands of dollars on these. Like, it's the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. That you've already put money into it, so you now you really don't want to leave the Liber- Liberty ecosystem. Um, and at the, as they said, leaving Liberty University online without signing up for more courses would mean wasting the money spent on the first four. So, there's that.
1: So, Liberty University is like the Trump University of the Christian world, yes.
0: I think they made that comparison too. Really? And by the way, um, One of the professors for these classes, because they have so many classes going on, um, it's not even good instruction. One of the instructors said he was not expected to engage in the delivery of actual educational content. Basically, they got a curriculum from the team of course designers, Uh and these people were just glorified online babysitters, the actual teachers. Um, There was very little instruction. As a professor, said one of them, you show up and your job is to handle emails and grade Like, the quality is very clearly dropped down. Uh Um, Everyone knew that the online classes subsidized the physical university. um, And give them credit where it's due. They saw this coming decades ago, or a a decade ago. Liberty. Liberty. Jerry Falwell Jr. saw this coming a long time ago, so Mm -hmm. he invested heavily into developing online courses. And now it's where they get all their money from. Mm -hmm. And that money subsidizes all the other crazy stuff they do on campus. But uh, I will say, if you get a chance to read the article, we'll have a link to it. It's fascinating because, again, when you think online university, you may think University of Phoenix is, like, predatory of sorts. Like, they try to get it for you and, like, what are you going to do with the University of Phoenix degree? Mm-hmm. But, like, Liberty University online? Under the radar. But very influential. They're the second biggest online university in the country. Wow. And they work the same way as the other ones. And it's How not
1: I never heard of that?
0: Yeah, so... Interesting article. That's the thing. And while we're talking about kind of shady things these people are doing, mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned this a while ago, but um, a couple months ago we learned Focus on the Family and Liberty Council, both of which are nonprofit Christian groups, had basically relabeled themselves as churches. They're not just nonprofits like Planned Parenthood or the NRA or FFRF or whatever, mm-hmm. they're churches now. And What happened is, okay, I'll tell you a quick story here. I heard from somebody, a blogger, who found this online. He was looking through their IRS forms that are publicly available, Mm -hmm. said, hey, this is weird. He wrote a thing about it, passed it along to me. And I'm like, well, that's weird. That seems wrong. Uh How come, like, Focus on the Family is a nonprofit. But they're not a church. Um, And so I passed it along to some lawyer friends. And finally, they must have sent it around their people, their legal people, and they finally issued a report on it this week. They being, months later, this is People for the American Way. Okay, this is the people who make Right Wing Watch. And wait, no so lawyers. these are
1: your friends that you passed it yes. on to? And I said, like, my friends are like my friends who went to law school for a year. Your friends are <laughs> like the people who run nonprofits. To-
0: <laughs> I said,
1: like, when you said your friend, I was well, like, oh, my wife's coworker.
0: <laughs> I sent it to them, and I'm <laughs> like, this seems shady. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's shady but you guys have lawyers who work with you yeah. maybe they maybe they'll know if something is weird here uh-huh. and here's what they found they basically got information they filed the freedom of information act requests with the uh with the IRS i believe and they finally got the information they wanted and basically what they got was the application that focus on the family sent to say
1: We're
0: call a us a church yeah And, like, here's the justification because the IRS is like, you're not a church. And focus has to focus. Focus, sorry. Focus has to say, here's why we're a church. And, like, remember the Steve, uh, John Oliver bit years ago that said, like, anyone can be a televangelist. It's not hard. Anyone can be a church. And we're a church because we watched last week tonight. And the IRS actually has a 14 bullet point list of what it takes to be a church. And their items, which John Oliver mentioned, include um a, dis, a recognized form of worship a uh, formal code of doctrine and discipline literature regular religious services yeah. um uh, established places of worship whatever and John Oliver jokingly said well we fulfill pretty much all of these requirements yeah. so we're a church and they were so focus on the family sends in their list for like well why are we a church not a nonprofit and The way they pull that off is incredible. What they said to the IRS is, we have to be called a church because we don't want to do the Affordable Care Act's insurance mandate. We don't want to provide contraception for our workers. So we have to be a church so we can get out of it. And the IRS is like, well, why are you a church? And then they started explaining it. Here's what they said. Like, do you have an organization of ordained ministers? That's the IRS, that's one of the bullet points. And Focus says, yes, we have 600 employees who are ministers. Oh
1: fuck off.
0: And the members of our congregation and the organization's chapelaria, a cafeteria where they also host some prayer services, no, is our place of worship. And by the way, our board of directors, that's our elders. And our president Jim Daly is the head deacon and elder. And by the way, listeners of our radio shows—that's our congregation. It's true
1: because you say them.
0: Uh huh. And they also said, "Focus on the family." Believes that all of its members are ministers, and our daily work is worship. It's—they're stretching the definition of church to the point of parody. Like John Oliver did it to make a joke out about uh, these people are actually doing it. And the IRS eventually said, Yeah, all right, fine, you're a church now. And here's what that means. Like, here's what that basically means. If they were just a nonprofit, they would have to tell us how much money they're taking in, mm-hmm. where that money is going, justify that they're providing a service to different groups. Mm-hmm. Every nonprofit in the country has to do this. Mm-hmm. As they are tax exempt. Yeah. Churches are also tax exempt because they are they qualify as a nonprofit. Mm. The difference is churches get special rules. They don't have to tell you like, how much money is coming in from where, where that money is going. Um, they can be way more opaque about all of this. Um, and so focus, it's so frustrating, but that's what they did. Liberty Council, the legal group, did it too. And I suspect there will be more to follow. Other Christian nonprofit groups that call themselves churches just to get away with all this. And one of the things that really made me think about this thing is if you call every staff member a minister, one of the things that's been the focus of lawsuits is that, well, ministers get a housing exemption from the IRS. Like You can write that off on your taxes, your mortgage, Right. And so FFRF, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, they're actually suing over this right now, saying like, well, the IRS, we're we're a nonprofit that talks about religion. We applied for the housing exemption for our presidents. The IRS said no. So we're suing, saying you're treating churches differently than you're treating us. That's not right. And they actually want nobody to have the housing exemption. But the point is, if Focus on the Family says all of our staffers are ministers, in theory, that could mean Every one of them doesn't have to, like, pay taxes uh, or pay their mortgage or they can get the housing exemption, like, the tax-free housing. In theory, they could all do this.
1: I'm so mad I just got sleepy. Like, that's... Yes. I just...
0: Join the audience.
1: I, (laughs) I can't explain, like, the more you said, the more my brain was like, we can't right now. Can we just do this later? I...
0: If you want to know why atheists care so much about, why do we talk about God so much? It's because of this shit. It's because they break the rules or bend the rules to their advantage. And
1: it's not even that they are... uh, And
0: and we're subsidizing
1: it. And we're subsidizing it. And it's not even that they're like, well, we really truly believe this is the right thing to do and therefore X. They are... You know they are paying people thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to find every fucking loophole in the tax law. So, so they're, already they're not paying property this a, taxes. This is they're a group not. that
0: has a budget of $90 million. Yeah,
1: me too. That's yep. how I live my life. Can me you imagine no- if
0: Planned Parenthood said we're a church now and the right-wing reaction to that? They would
1: shit their collective pants. Why aren't we a church? What are we doing?
0: I don't know. I We would fall under much of the Again, the problem is the IRS rules every for being a church. We
1: meet in my kitchen, which can be our church. And what was the portmando uh, they used? Uh,
0: Chap- Chapel
1: How dare they use portmanteaus for evil? Like, yeah. that is garbage. Um, I'm so angry right now like i know i'm not yelling as much as i normally do but i'm so fucking angry right now yep. because here's why and and this is a thing that we've talked about before and and is for some reason a hill that i'm always willing to die on is like at least be honest about your bullshit you know like what what's this, what, what company is this again focus on the focus family. on the family thank you i couldn't remember Focus on the family knows they're not a church. They know. Like, mm-hmm. they can tap dance around these. They can the bend way, the rules you, all they want. If
0: you go to their president, Jim Daly's bio on their website, it doesn't say he's the head deacon. It doesn't no. say he's an elder. It says they he's the They know CEO what they're doing. They are being purposefully
1: deceptive, which I'm sorry. I don't know Christianity super well, but I believe that's one of the things you're, like, not supposed to do is bear false witness. I feel like that's in there. That sounds good. Like I it. just. It's so dishonest. It's so it just flagrantly. We make it's this sort of idea of when the rules don't apply to us a little bit, then nothing, then, then nothing applies. Nothing, and nothing matters anymore. This I'm going to go on a quick side rant that this reminded me of. Are you okay with All that? Right, go okay, for it. Uh, you can go get some water, Beanie, Do right. Um So I was thinking about the this sort of political situation that we're in of with with the Donald Trump at all kind of group is these were are men who have been living their entire lives with no rules with absolutely no rules there is no rule that they couldn't break that they didn't have enough money to to hush up they have committed tax fraud they've committed assault uh, writ large and f- their sort of hubris, their sort of hunger for more and more money and more and more power led them to running one of their own, running Donald Trump for the White House because they kept craving this power and they kept wanting to get more. And so all of a sudden they la- they literally were were Icarus. They flew too close to the sun and they landed themselves in a, in the one job where there's all oversight. Like, every single thing Donald Trump has ever done is going to be, like, filed through. And had he not done that, had he dropped out of the primaries in February or March, he would be, he would live his, he and all of his cronies would live and die obscenely and upsettingly rich men. But because they all wanted to take that one step forward and get into the government, now they're Gonna go to jail because they're all criminals, but they lived in this world without rules. Anyway, that's my rant about that. Um
0: don't spoil your kids.
1: I got I got one last one for you here.
0: Uh here's a story that it's not even a sad, it's just weird. Am I gonna cry again? I've tried in the last three
1: podcasts. So <laughs> this is getting dangerous. There
0: is a school in Redding, California, Northern California, okay. called the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. <laughs> what? Supernatural ministry. Sorry, just read ministry. that again. Bethel, the school, Bethel of school of, of Supernatural M- Ministry. They teach Fuck kids. Me. They teach college students how to spot a true prophet, as well as how to perform miracles. What? It's it's called not in very legitimately Christian Hogwarts <laughs> because first they, of
1: all don't drag Hogwarts down <laughs> with y'all because
0: they're teaching kids to like that magic is to per- real. I
1: just licked the microphone to perform miracles <laughs> to
0: perform miracles and these people buy into it and stuff. It's a it's a conservative Christian school, but like. With this added little thing, and then I thought, like, well, that's weird, uh-huh. and I thought that was the end of it. And then, no, there's more this week because uh, one of the pastors who works at that school basically said, "Ha ha ha! A lot of these kids are doing something called grave sucking." <laughs> yes, also known as also known as grave soaking. Which is, yeah, it's not helping. Which is where they lie on top of graves no, no, of deceased no, Christians no, 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 to absorb no, their no, blessings. No,
1: stop
0: it. You lie on the stop grave. It. Stop saying it. No. And you suck in the blessings from the dead bodies.
1: If you say suck one more time, I'm going to vomit.
0: Grave sucking. <laughs> and by the way, the pastor said, <laughs> <"Really?"> <laughs> The pastor said, we're not pro grave sucking. But, right, but, but whatever. Like, it's weird. <laughs> I
1: know. I'm going to have to text Ross Blodger and tell oh him God. that he and Gary had to do grave sucking. <laughs> I'm texting him right now. Yeah. This is upsetting. Here's, I'm
0: quoting the pastor here. We'd go visit and people might pray or whatever. And then, again, these are students. And then it kind of starts going like, all right, well, now they're
1: lying on the grave.
0: It's just something they do. But wait, that's not the weirdest thing they do. Shut up. Why?
1: How is that even fucking possible? Do they dig into the ground and like snuggle with corpses? Because that would be slightly weirder.
0: And just to see if the bodies are still there. Oh, God. um, No, what they did is they they try walking through walls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You all right there? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, here's the background here. These students at the school were putting coins up against the wall and they were sticking there. I'm quoting the pastor still. And they're like, "Oh man, this is God. This is supernatural because the coins are staying on the wall. Not not oh, maybe the wall is damp." Maybe it's sticky. Maybe it's just up there for a little bit. Maybe we should investigate why the coins are sticking there. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to keep quoting the pastor. And we're in a staff meeting going, what? That's weird. Why are you doing that? Somebody go pastor them and talk to them. (laughs) Students that are trying to walk through walls because it's in the Bible, right? So they walk through walls and they're trying to practice walking through walls. And we're all like, "Uh, yeah, that's a little out there.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's where they cross the line. Right,
0: which is, that's a weird response for people who think miracles are real. But two, that means kids are walking into the wall, like platform nine and three quarters. They're just walking in it, which at least (sighs) if they're banging their head, that would explain some of this stuff. But they're doing it because they think they can walk through it because Jesus will make it happen. And it doesn't work. It's not work. Like, surely they will notice that it's not working, but they're doing it. Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. So if you have no other options in life and you're in for a good time, that's where you want to apply.
1: Words through the looking glass, right? <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't real life
0: Seriously. <laughs> Christian Hogwarts. Oh, um, by the Christ. way, um, <laughs> is it, Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed has a reporter who actually wrote a long. This is before the walking through walls and grave sucking. But she actually did a whole story on the mirror, like the rest of the school, because this is weird, right? Um, Like, because these little weird quirks, she says they're at the very center of all this. But this is a real school. People go here for college, then they graduate and enter, in theory, the real world.
1: I don't. I just. I, and how are how are atheists the weird ones?
0: <laughs> These people are running our government, by the
1: way. Jesus. Um. What else you got? Oh my god! I kind of wish we had ended on grave sucking because yeah, well. I've got I've got one more thing. Yes. And then um, listener mail. Okay. Uh, so um, so there is a representative from Minnesota. His name is Keith Ellison. Um, I like him. Yeah, he's very great. Uh, so on um, April 14th, he made some uh, comments that he got a little flack for from the right. Um, so he said uh, in regard to... Uh, so he's talking about healthcare care and, and access therein, thereof, there too. Sure. Quote, do you know that in Missouri and in Texas and maybe other places, maternal mortality has risen. Women are dying because we are losing elections, we being Democrats. We don't have the right to lose a damn election. We have to win. We have to win. Um, and so he was... And, and that sounds like very heightened rhetoric. And, and, and I, people
0: are dying because Democrats don't yeah, win elections. And
1: I am the first to admit that if this were said by somebody on the right, and I'm sure it has, I would sort of roll my eyes at them too. Um, and 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 so he got criticism. Uh, predictably, got criticism from the right. Uh, Tommy Lauren, Tommy Tammy, Tammy. <laughs> uh, quote: "Are you kidding me? Is this how you plan on winning elections, Mr. Ellison, by blaming the Republican Party and pl- President Trump for the rate of pregnancy-related deaths among, among women that's so outrageous? I doubt even the Democrats believe it." Uh, Breitbart said they li- they linked to a Kansas City Star article from 2016 which said that, uh, quote, most of the women, um, in regard to um, uh, maternal mortality rate, most of the women die from cardiac issues and blood clots due to the high rate of women in the state who smoke or are obese. Many of these women increase the risk of developing diabetes or heart heart problems. Which is fair and not untrue. However, mm-hmm. this article that he quoted, this, this uh, Kansas City Star article from 2016, if he had read the next couple sentences, <laughs> there was a little more shading to that. Uh, quote, all of those risks are compounded when pregnant women don't see a doctor regularly. A report released by, um, by an agency in May found that um, 17.5% of Missouri women received no prenatal care in the first trimester of, pre- of pregnancy. Cost is also a, pe- a, a factor. Um, women should ideally start seeing a physician when they're considering trying to get pregnant so doctors can look for underlying medical conditions and advise them to take supplements like folic acid. Folic or folic? Folic. Folic? I don't
0: know.
1: But the state report found that 26% of, of Missouri women were uninsured in the months before they got pregnant. So, wh- So what this is saying, to sort of summarize that a little bit, is like, Yes, many American women are overweight. Yes, many American women smoke. But those problems are made much worse by the fact that they also don't have access to health care. So they don't have a doctor who is going to come to them and say, hey, maybe you should quit smoking for a minute or whatever. Um, So Keith Ellison
0: uh, Ellison isn't wrong to say. He isn't
1: wrong. And and yes, thank you for for bringing me back that, um, that, yes, Democrats... Are working on getting healthcare more um, affordable and more accessible. Republicans are doing the opposite of that with vigor. So, yes, like access to health. And this, is, I, I was chatting with my brother about this actually because I, I think as a woman who is of impregnable age and has been for some time, access to healthcare is something that is if I didn't have it in certain circumstances, could be extraordinarily dangerous. I think many men could go much of their life without really seeing a doctor if they don't have any major health crises. But for women, access to health care is vital, especially if they're going to have a human child, which is hugely taxing on your body and potentially extremely dangerous, no matter... Like, yes, people have been having babies for all of time, but also the number one reason for mortality for most of human history was women giving childbirth. Like that's just how it worked. And it was just something you accepted. So this idea that, that healthcare is, it'd be nice to have, but if we don't have it, it's not a big deal. And I think most of us think of it in terms of, oh, if I broke my leg, I definitely want to have healthcare because I'll need it because X, Y, and Z. But for women, it is It can be a matter of life and death because it's not a thing. When you get pregnant as a woman, if you don't have health insurance, like if you break your leg and you don't have health insurance, you're going to go to a fucking hospital because, like, that shit needs to get set. If you're a woman who's pregnant and doesn't have easy access to health care, you're probably just not going to go. And that's bad news for you and your health and your baby and your baby's health. Like, I one of my really good friends just had a baby a couple weeks ago. You have two human children, you know. So I've heard. (laughs) I've met them both. They're real. Um, The process of gestating a human is very hard and can be really dangerous and, and stressful and scary. And I think this idea I feel that like
0: I go to the doctors, like, every couple weeks for something or another. Oh, for your kids? Yeah. Oh,
1: I thought you meant for yourself. No. I was like, you've never gone to the doctor. No, I mean, you?
0: if the kid's sick and we need an antibiotic, yeah. it's... Oh, God. I know, was all even, that stuff. Honestly, I
1: wasn't even thinking about, like, having yeah. a human child. I was, I'm thinking yeah. of, like, being pregnant. And, like, and with like,
0: both of my kids, we've been in the hospital after they were born for yeah. various reasons. Your
1: oldest had surgery yeah, pretty early Yeah, she had surgery on.
0: early. The youngest one didn't have surgery, but he had to go to the hospital. I mean, mm. it's stressful stuff. But they're um, both
1: still alive, right? When's yes. the last time you saw them, Haman? Uh, they're in the car. I'll ask them.
0: <laughs> they're they're fine, but like, it's it's not just the before they're born you got to see the doctor every yeah. so often. It's even after they were born. Um, and it's not just oh we're new parents freaking out about stuff. It's no, there's something wrong with this kid. We yeah. need to get it checked out. Because the oldest
1: was like vomiting, like she couldn't. Hold oh my god, down. It was, was that horrible. what it was?
0: Yeah, it was a pyloric stenosis. It was just she puked on me a
1: couple times. It was yeah. she was extremely rude on everyone
0: a lot of times. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was a lot of stuff. And like, it, it's treatable,
1: mm-hmm. but it oh, yeah. means
0: you got to have access to that stuff.
1: And even that, even if you do have access, even if you do have kind of insurance. That doesn't mean it's affordable. Like I and right. I, I've it's not gone through It's expensive stuff. It. It's super mm-hmm. expensive, and uh, like I don't know. It it literally didn't occur to me until a few years ago that like, like yeah, you think about like oh, it takes money to like raise a baby and childcare and feeding it and like putting things on sharp edges. I guess is what you're supposed to do, right?
0: Yeah, yeah supposed to. <laughs> if your kid has one eye.
1: <laughs> but together, um, but like literally. <laughs>
0: It's together they're baby. unstoppable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but literally the cost of like having a baby is so of like leaving a hospital with a baby intact is mm-hmm. like insane. And then all of a sudden you just like got a bill because you had to go yeah. like that's what you had to do. Um, so I I think Keith Ellison though
0: it's hyperbolic in a sense what he said, but he's not wrong. He's
1: not wrong. It's not what I, I would use
0: in a campaign ad necessarily. Uh, no. But if you're trying to pump up Democrats to say look. You have to do everything possible to win this race because we yes. can't afford to lose it because people's Cause lives are at stake. Because right? yeah. you're raising
1: the stakes, right? You're raising the stakes of what it means and what it means to stay at home on, on Election Day. And so in this, this isn't going to be particularly funny, but like, um, I just want to read some statistics that I, that I dug up um, from the Centers of Disease Control. Uh, American women are three times as likely as Canadian women to die in the maternal period. They're six times as likely to die um, as Scandinavians. In every other wealthy com- uh, country and many less affluent ones, maternity morality ra- mortality rates, and morality, they're very immoral mm-hmm. around here, um, have been falling. In Great Britain, um, the rate has declined so dramatically that, quote, a man is more likely to die while his partner is pregnant than she is. But in the U.S. maternal uh Deaths increased, increased from 2000 to 2014. Um, Nearly 60% of these deaths were were preventable. And to kind of like uh, stick a pin in it, let's also acknowledge that it's a problem for all American women. It is a huge problem for minority American women. Yeah. Black women are three to four times as likely to die from pregnancy related causes as their white counterparts. A disproportionate rate that is higher than that of Mexico, where nearly half of the money lives half of the population lives in poverty. So, and not to like dunk on Mexico, Mexico's an excellent country, but like I feel like Mexico is this almost boogeyman that the right likes to hold up is like, oh, it's such a trash country and that's why everybody's trying to come up here. And like, man, if you're black and pregnant, maybe like fucking truck down to Mexico because it's safer for you. I don't know. And I I feel like every time I see this, that might've been a tasteless joke. I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't know anymore. Um, And I see a lot of people who are anti- uh uh like state issued health that's not the word single payer healthcare i guess yeah cuz people will talk about like oh it cuz there's longer wait times to get into whatever and for or like for your surgery there's a longer wait time i promise
0: you no one in the uk wants our healthcare system
1: a yes and b like how <laughs> like how heartless and selfish do you have to be that look if there's a waiting time for your surgery then obviously it's not elective, but not emergent, right? Like, you're not about to die. How fucking selfish do you have to be that you're not willing to wait wait a week or a month for your surgery to make sure that there are people who...
0: Can have access to healthcare. Who
1: can survive. And, like, and maybe that doesn't mean you're...
0: this is not a fair comparison, but I you know, we live in Chicago. There's the CTA, the trains. Everyone complains about the trains because, of course, we do. Mm. I remember going to a different city where they had a public transportation. I'm like, oh, this is so much better, and the trains are better, and you could see when the trains are coming in a fast. They're more timely. Uh, I can't remember if it was Boston or DC, but I like going to say the thing if is, if it's
1: Boston, my friend hates Boston transit. Right, right,
0: right. Everyone in those cities hates their public transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, If you go uh, to London, I was there like 10 years ago or something. It was the same, like, it worked amazingly well. Mm -hmm. But, of course, everyone there complains about it, too. Everyone always complains about the stuff they have. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you've seen a few of these... It's like no, we really do have it bad and, compared to those other and places. Thank
1: God we have public transit yeah. around here. So,
0: so it's like when I hear people saying, "Oh, Britain has to wait a while." They complain about <laughs> the NHS. Yeah, they do because they live there. Of course, they're going to complain about it. People no have to one, complain. no one is saying we want to trade or we want what you have. No, no, it's a good system. They're not going to give it up for what we have because our healthcare system is crappy.
1: It's
0: so, garbage. Thanks, Keith Ellison. What's the what do we have for? Um, the mail? I've
1: got uh, listener mail, and then we're gonna do. Have, I don't think we did happy things last week, and I think I was in a deep funk, and I didn't All have right. anything happy. Um, right. So this is from Claire. Um, UARC, University of Arkansas. Is that what we think that means? Sure. All right. Sorry, Claire. Um, she just wrote us tonight. Hey guys, I tweet every thir- Friday afternoon to get listener mail. You guys can just write in whenever you want. We get really <laughs> good listener mail when I tweet out about it. Um, Please, feel free. Um, <clears throat> Hemant and Jessica, that's fine. Claire, I usually go first. Uh, big fan <laughs> of your show. I've been listening since it first came out. And I have to say, I definitely, oh, thank you. She likes this style of show, but in the interviews. I'm 20 years old and in college, and I'm definitely an atheist. My parents and pretty much my entire family are Catholic. Um, and there are two things I want to hear you talk about. One is, can you please talk about how ridiculous transubstantiation is? Um, I know you know what that means, Hemant.
0: Let's talk about
1: it. Yeah. Uh, so she talked a little bit about her experience in um, Catholic school and how she got in trouble for transubstanti- uh, dunking on transubstantiation. Good.
0: As you should. Look, Here's this is something that surprises so me if, because if Catholics people, don't always seem to understand their own doctrine on this. Well, give
1: like a yeah. child's description of what transubstantiation is. Sure. People- you take a
0: communion wafer, they put it in your mouth, and if, mm-hmm. the, if it's a consecrated communion wafer and the priest has said the magic words and mm-hmm. stuff and they put it in your mouth catholics literally believe that's the body of jesus that you're eating literally and it turns not metaphorically no it's literally the body of christ and the wine is the blood of christ have
1: you heard the tweet that like some kid was like how much communion do i have to take before i've eaten <laughs> the whole jesus yes
0: and that's a fair question because he is infinite in a way by their logic then. But it is—it's a crazy idea because if I showed you an unconsecrated communion wafer and a consecrated one, you would never be able to tell the difference. Me,
1: I would know. Most laymen,
0: <laughs> there is no difference between them. That's because it's I just
1: for a Catholic. It's just a wafer.
0: Um, PZ Myers, the blogger, gotten mm-hmm. plenty of trouble like ten years ago, maybe now because I haven't heard
1: about him in a while. What's he been yeah, up to?
0: Still blogging. Cool. He's—he's he's good, I think. But he—he he posted a thing way back when when he's like. I think a kid got in trouble because, oh man, it's been a while since I've thought about this. I think a kid got in trouble because a friend invited him to Catholic church. He's a college student. Okay. His, Catholic, his roommate or a friend of his said, oh, I'm going to Catholic church. Do you want to come with me? The kid came with. And the priest put the communion wafer on his mouth, if I have the story right. And the kid didn't swallow it, just kind of kept it there and then took it out. He's like, oh, I have a keepsake. Ew! And, what, I know, whatever. But people saw him do
1: that. And they're Are you like, sure it wasn't in his hand that would make more sense? I don't think it was. I think uh, people
0: thought he was stealing Jesus and the kid (sighs) got in trouble, like threatened with expulsion (laughs) for stealing Jesus from this church, (laughs) literally stealing Jesus because they're Catholic.
1: That's incredible.
0: And PZ was like, you send me a consecrated wafer. Someone did. And he like stuck a nail through it. And this apparently upset many Catholics. The point is, this is only controversial Because Catholics believe it's actually Jesus. At least Protestants (laughs) will do the communion stuff, but they're like, it's metaphorical. We're all doing this together. And I think
1: there's also a segment of people, and I want to say it tends to be like the religious right slash like uber patriotic type people, like the kind who have like American Eagles on their back windshields who there's something about like metaphor and symbols versus reality that there's a disconnect there somehow. Like I, I think a thing we, you, you and I have talked about, um, because we talked about somebody stepping on the Bible and what does that mean? And and I think we both decided, like, I cannot think of a thing somebody would step on that I would be hurt by even if it was a picture of you step
0: on my god delusion i'll be like stop that but But even if it's like
1: a picture of my family or whatever like i understand what you're trying to do but like you didn't physically do right you didn't hurt them you didn't you didn't (laughs) do anything more than like say mean things about them and arguably less but but that's what people get so mad about like it's
0: a question some college professors have done in class where they're like write down Uh, They got in trouble for this sometimes, at least once, that I can remember. Like, if you're assuming most of you are religious, write down the name Jesus on a piece of paper, put that paper on the ground, step on it. Yeah. Would you do it? Or do you feel weird about it? Mm -hmm. Um, Would you feel weird if I told you, hey, uh, Jess, I got you the sweater for Christmas. By the way, a serial killer wore it before. Would you feel weird about wearing that sweater? As if the serial killer is, like, part of you now. Like, no. But which serial killer? Well, uh, the big one. Okay. Very serial. <laughs> um,
1: well, I mean, okay. like people it, it, would
0: feel weird about to, it to
1: be tangential. Like, Every t-
0: I'm, I'm serious. Every time I on my phone mm-hmm. and there's a picture of my baby and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of blurry. I don't need that one, and I delete it. There is <gasps> Do a you little bit weird? of me. There's a little bit of me that's like, oh, there goes a picture. It's like I have a gazillion other ones. Yeah, but it's a little weird, and it shouldn't be. But it is because yeah. we have those symbols that you're like, oh, this means something, but it doesn't.
1: Actually it's n- not like
0: the Bible there's only one copy of it so right. if someone steps on a Bible or steps on a picture or whatever right. like it's not that you don't have another it's not like that's a sacred relic yeah.
1: and like Bibles are in hotel rooms it. they're probably begging to get stepped on in right. instead of the other garbage that they go through but actually now that you say that I I've a- thought about this a lot that when you know I read and read about true crime a ton yeah And there's always this thing of like, if you were gonna buy a house, but you heard that like an entire family was slaughtered there. Right. And I, as somebody who's obviously not religious, not spiritual, I don't really believe in ghosts or like vibes. I would be hooked out by it. And I don't I don't know. And that's not logical and it's not based in any reality, but like at least
0: Protestants when they're doing communion. They're like, oh, it's a symbol. It's, mm. This is a thing we all believe in together. Yeah. No, Catholics are like, this is Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's literally it. Jesus. Taste and he's him. crispy.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, second half of Claire's letter. Um, uh, where did it go? Secondly, I recently had an argument with my dad. You're 20. You're going to have so many more arguments with <laughs> your dad about the religiosity of people like Hitler and Stalin. He actually printed out and had read me an article Bless his heart. He printed it out for her. <laughs> yeah. um, it's from Fox News. Nice. Um, about the uh, about the book you guys mentioned a few weeks ago About Inside the Atheist Mind I don't remember that
0: uh, Anthony Stefano, He wrote this horrible book about why atheists are horrible people That sounds and great And it's just him saying like Atheists are dumb, I win That's really <laughs> ah, ah, the whole book Fucking
1: nailed it yeah. um, My dad pointed out that Stalin was an atheist And if he had been a believer He would have never done the horrible things he did Then I pointed out that Hitler was Catholic And still <laughs> murdered 12 million people My dad got really angry and said, "But he wasn't a real Catholic. How dare you compare me to Hitler?" (laughs) Obviously, God, I've had this argument. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Obviously I wasn't comparing my dad to Hitler at all but the conversation ended but after the conversation ended I realized he the classic no truth it's got some logical fallacy can you comment on this Jessica I know you've mentioned that specific fallacy many times before I love the show listen every week and I mean, we have no plans uh, of stopping thank you Claire Thanks,
0: Claire the, the, Look the short answer to that is there are a couple horrible people who have done horrible things and yet they were atheist Stalin is one of them mm-hmm. There's nothing that is recorded or in his writings that said he did all the horrible stuff he did in the name of atheism. Mm -hmm. That's not, he's dogmatic. Yeah, I think there's definitely two
1: uh, two sort of sides to the coin. One is definitely, did this person do the thing in the name of X? So you Mm. could argue that, so the Spanish Inquisition happened... Because they were trying to force their their religion onto Muslims writ large, so yeah, you can kind of put them the shoulders of religion. A Stalin, I don't.
0: There's more. That's a more political thing than it is mm-hmm. a religious thing. And if you want to point to him as like, oh, he was an atheist, but he did this anyway. Hitler's a fair person to bring up, who was also religious like, and happened to religious. do this stuff too.
1: Um. So, but and I, w- I
0: wouldn't argue he did it solely because in his mind, but. but- He clearly wanted to eradicate a religion that he didn't like.
1: Uh, Yeah, his was as religiously motivated as anything else. Um, So I do, I want to talk a little bit about the no true -true Scotsman fallacy, because I, (laughs) A, it's one of my favorites, and B, I think it's one of the things you'll, if, if you're not aware of it, I think it's one of those things that, like, when you're just, like, perusing Facebook, you see it all like you can't unsee it once you see it. So it so if you're not familiar, it's based on like a stork. God, I don't even think I know this. Uh, a story of a guy in a bar and this guy said um this guy say ordered a glass of wine. He said, "No, Scotsman would order a glass of wine." He said, "Well, I'm Scottish." He said, "No, true Scotsman would order a glass." Basically, that's it. It's a different story, but whatever. Yeah. It's it's that idea of like you say nobody would do this, and they no Christian would do this. Well, I'm Christian. Well, no real Christian would do this. Right. So you see, this. Pat
0: Robertson said this horrible thing. Well, he's not a true Christian. Yes,
1: that's always true. Is the like right. is always like the key word there. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that you see time and time again, especially when it comes to like I, I as someone your, who blogs
0: about current events all the time, Uh this is something I hear constantly where people are like, why did you talk about that person? That person's not a true Christian. That person's not a representative of Christians. And it's one thing when it's like, well, look, this person was clearly an anomaly, Mm -hmm. but even if they cited God and this horrible thing, they did. But sometimes I'm quoting like people in politics. Sometimes I'm quoting like people with large followings. Mm -hmm. These are not random one-offs, you know? So it's who are you? Just tell me what a true Christian is. Yeah, you don't know any, like they have as much of a claim to it as you do. I wish you were right. And that person didn't count. Yeah. But they do because they follow the rules of, oh, they believe Jesus is the divine. Well, and, so that counts.
1: And it, it really, st- I mean, it's a logical fallacy for a reason, but it, it starts you talking in circles because you say, well, we, sh- so for example, we should vote for Trump because he's the Christian well, all these Christians have done this shit you disagree with. Well, they weren't real Christians. And so you kind of go round and round about, like, I'm going to vote for this person because they say they're a Christian. As soon as they do something I disagree with, like, oh, they're not... (laughs) Exactly. He's a baby
0: Christian. He wasn't there yet. (laughs) He wasn't a Christian before he was like, (sighs) he went through a conversion after the pussy tape, pussy grabbing tape, whatever. I've heard all of Um, those things.
1: Yeah. And it's exactly. So the (laughs) Hitler
0: Stalin thing though. Oh yeah. They were, Stalin was an atheist. He Mm -hmm. didn't do it in the name of religion. You could say that about, I think Pol Pot is always in that mix too, uh, in Cambodia Mm or and whatever. If that's like where if you, you got to go, go through for the these arguments, terrible
1: dictators and and terrible leaders of genocide, like
0: George Carlin said it well. More, were, more <laughs> wars have been, more people have been killed in the name of God than any other reason. Like, there's plenty of other stuff. Like you said, the, the position you're like
1: adding George Carlin into my list like Pol Pot he, Stalin George, George Carlin.
0: Carlin. <laughs> I I don't know what he did in his free time. No,
1: he wore black turtlenecks. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's. I, I think, it, and to be fair, it is a it is a sword that cuts both ways, um, and I think it's always important to make sure we're aware, like, if, if just because somebody says they're an atheist or has atheist viewpoints doesn't mean they're always logical and doesn't right. mean they always apply reason. It just means right. they don't believe in And in this God, is something right? I've
0: really tried hard to make sure I'm doing in and anything it, it I'm writing, hard. which is... There are atheists who say some stupid shit and do some stupid shit. And we know them because we cover not them. Not you and I. Never. <laughs> no, the, the the people we talk about on this podcast are there's a lot of atheists who say and do stupid things. Yeah. It would be wrong for us to say, "Well, they're not really an atheist." Oh, no, they no, are. No, it's bullshit. They
1: are. The, and it has no bearing on what they did was stupid. Right.
0: They can they can be atheist and stupid.
1: Mhm. Other people can.
0: <laughs> not us. Not us. But everyone else...
1: Uh, if you have uh, questions or thoughts you want us to address, you can email us at friendlyatthespodcast at gmail.com. Um, I also wanted to say this week um, the first kind of official... Uh, episode of Fables dropped. Um, so if you are a donor to Patreon, so you should have
0: gotten an email from me. I so hope. there's
1: literally dozens of you who have listened <laughs> to it. Um, but yeah, if you and so it's I've talked about it before, but it's going to be a sort of monthly book club, so to speak, between me and uh, people I like and love. Uh, so this one that came out this past week was me and my uh, my best friend from high school, her wife, who's also extremely close to me, and we read this. Garbage romance <laughs> novel And it was so fun And we had such a great time recording it um, So you can donate A dollar a month and have access to that um, It's something that I really enjoy doing And I'm going to keep doing it If you have any thoughts on that You can email me at fablespodcast At gmail, that goes right to me You don't have to go through Hemant to reach me Never. <laughs> If you want to talk shit on Emmett, if you want to talk shit on me, go to Twitter, go to iTunes reviews, go to email, go to Facebook. Listen, if you want if to talk shit to on Emmett...
0: If you want to leave us a five-star review, <laughs> you can shit on me as much as you want. I don't care. I don't read them. <laughs> but, then,
1: what's your happy thing of the week, buddy?
0: Um, you'd go for something.
1: Someday you're gonna have something happy that happens in your life. Someday. It's not even the weather. We had nice weather today.
0: It was it was
1: nice. You can do weather. You've done weather like seventeen times. I know. Um so my happy thing is um I started so I've been reading a lot of um nonfiction recently. So I just read some true crime stuff. So I read Mindhunter by John Douglas, which was what the series was a series is Multiple shows that come one after the other. Oh. Uh, this was on Netflix, which is a streaming company. <laughs> streaming is when you can. T- <laughs> um,
0: I have Netflix. <laughs> I don't use it, but um, I have it.
1: Mindhunter was a show that came out over the, the winter and it's just about like the 1970s and they doing behavioral behavioral science to catch serial killers. And I read the book and it's honestly maybe my favorite true crime book I've ever read. I was just like enthralled by it. And then I read. The man who mistook his wife for a hat, which it, oh, fuck, I've what's heard of the this. author, um, which is just about, I'm gonna look it up because I can't remember the guy's name. Um, can you just look it up while you while I'm talking? Yes. Um, it's about a, uh, um, not a psychologist. Oliver Sacks. Oliver Sacks. Thank you. Um, who went through some weird cases that he's had of people with very specific sort of. Um, um, the Psychological issues, so they, there was somebody who had, it doesn't it's just a lot of things. There were people like couldn't determine faces versus other things. Anyway, it was interesting, it was sort of a bummer. So today, my happy thing is that I decided I wanted to read Phantom Tollbooth again for the first time since I was a kid. And reading, I, I read about, you know, a half hour of it before I haven't got here. And I've probably read that book 20 times. I read it over and over and over as a kid. And so it feels kind of like watching a movie you've seen a million times. Like you kind of know the rhythm of it. And it's making me super happy. And it's a oh, really nice. good book. And I really like it. And that that made me very happy today. Very cool.
0: Uh, this isn't... Uh, there's a... My wife's birthday is coming up. We were trying to figure out, oh, maybe we should just... We'll lead to the kids at home with the grandparents. Yeah. We'll go somewhere for a weekend somewhere. Um, and then... Uh, I forgot where we heard about this. There's a website called Pack Up and Go, Uh packupgo.com. And basically the premise, which we haven't pulled the trigger on this yet. Okay. But it's intriguing. The premise is just you tell us your budget. You tell us where you've been and where you're coming from. So like Chicago, we went for a wedding in Denver Uh a couple years ago. So not there. Um, And here's the other places we've been to. We kind of like to hike. We Mm kind of like to do this stuff. You give them that stuff in your budget and whatever details they need about you. And then they're like, all right, you're going to have to dress warmly. (gasps) Go to the airport and then we'll send it to you two days in advance. Everything you need, like ticket wise. But just show up at the airport and like open up your envelope. You'll find out where you go.
1: Cool. Cool or... Scary! Scary. But also cool. So we're
0: debating whether we're like, do we just want to go somewhere or do we want to go through this? I
1: feel like that's my husband's waking nightmare. (laughs) That's, (laughs) That's
0: pretty much mine too. So I'm like... Oh, it's just three days. It's not going to be yeah, bad.
1: Yeah, but you're, so you're flying somewhere. It's you not would be like... flying
0: somewhere and they would book the ticket for you in advance, but you're stuck. How you're going cool. there.
1: cool. I mean, wh- so we're debating. where could they send you that oh, you'd be like... it's nothing
0: bad. It's probably yeah. some... I mean, you could tell them a big city, small city, yeah. whatever. Um, so it's not going to be anything like horrible. It's just like... I. I would just hate to get stuck somewhere, but that's kind of the fun of but, the whole thing. But I you're can't, going somewhere different that you don't know where you're going.
1: I also can't imagine a place that I'd be like, Ugh, I have to spend a weekend here. Like, yeah, there's
0: nowhere there where yeah. I'm like uh, two there's days.
1: Decent food <laughs> and like something <laughs> right. to do.
0: Right. That's so really
1: cool. It's
0: interesting. Are we're you gonna de- go? So we're debating. You're go? We're debating.
1: You never asked me to watch your kids.
0: Do you want to watch my
1: kids? Sure. Look at I've kept this dog alive God for a God, year. You're
0: making such a mistake. <laughs>
1: I watch, I watch, I've offered to watch your kids multiple times. I'm just worried my that my dog... Stra-
0: my kids have stranger danger with relatives, and they'll freak out.
1: I think your oldest would like Dottie a lot. Oh, here's Dottie. She's coming to say <laughs> hi. Um, you should do that thing.
0: Well, we'll, we'll think about it. Uh, we'll know by next week, I think.
1: When would you go? We, I don't know. It's You tell them the dates you want to go. You schedule it around our recording session, right? Because oh, yeah. you wouldn't dare. No, Never. Schedule this. Never. This is extremely important. Right. I'm probably going to Houston twice this year, so maybe, <laughs> maybe I should not be so fast and loose with. Like, I'd go anywhere for anything. And you like, know what the other like thing? Houston here's my hesitancy. Twice inside a month, i here's my
0: hesitancy with the thing. I'm just like, oh, if I get to go to a cool city, like I feel like I want to reach out to friends there, and oh, like if I'm doing it the point. last second, I couldn't even make plans. But that's fine. It's just...
1: But maybe it's better. that that's, Right. Because I feel like whenever Mikey and I go somewhere, we always end up, like, hanging out with people most of the time. So we almost have never yeah. taken a trip that's just, like, we're spending the weekend together. My
0: favorite part in their Q&A, their FAQ or whatever, is just like, well, what if I just want to go to, like, Phoenix or something? They're <laughs> the like, and their response is, then just go to Phoenix <laughs> and stop going on our website. <laughs> like, no one's stopping you.
1: <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, so. What's it called?
0: Uh, pack Up Go.
1: Pack Up Go. I'm going to look like, at Interesting do premise. Would I like never the do. premise. Maybe I'll just take myself on a weekend away and yeah. drink in a different bar. That's what you should
0: <laughs> do. It um, seems interesting. So, anyway, we were thinking about it. We're just like, this is an amusing concept. I don't know if yeah, I'm ready to say yes. I feel like
1: that would be as fun to plan as it yeah, would to, like, There's go. a lot of
0: videos on YouTube, which we've now seen, of people, like, taping themselves at the airport, like, opening the envelope. They're like, we're going to. Ah, Whatever. That's and really it's like, fun. Seattle, all right,
1: that's very cool. Yeah. I'm gonna look into that. I, I, I feel like that's gonna be like when I was house hunting. Yeah. All I did was look at houses, even if they <laughs> weren't in my area or that I couldn't afford. Right. I feel like this is what I would do now. Right. It's like plan bullshit vacation. And
0: like, do I want to say like, oh, here you can have a budget of a lot of money? Yeah, which no.
1: <laughs> no. I would say like here's like, a little bit of money. Right. To take me to an okay city and I'll just like hang out for a while. And
0: they'll send me to like, I don't
1: know. Hemant, rural we've almost Illinois. had the same amount of wine in this. I
0: know. Apparently, I'm
1: like, to... like central and southern Illinois have has like nice wine wineries or something like that. Yeah. That's what I learned recently. Interesting. Is that boring? No. Mm-hmm. Hemant, where can we find you on the internet? Uh,
0: I'm at Hammond Meta <laughs> at Twitter. Yeah, you know what? It is. Friendlyatheist.com, patreoncom Atheist podcast. Did you rate us yet? You've had all show to do it.
1: Yeah, what have you been doing? What have doing? you been doing? Are you driving? Go, go read Pull the, over. Go there, rate us. Go read the latest mean things about me cuz they I need to be very clear every time we get less than 5 stars it's always complaining specifically about me I really want to make sure I'm clear about that there's a there's a small but mighty contingency of people that want me wiped off this podcast. I
0: my work here is done i've left enough reviews what,
1: but also what would this podcast look like if it was just you on a microphone
0: it's boring as <laughs> shit I know that.
1: I just like like get get rid of the girl. Like <laughs> and then what? <laughs> like are you, Dude. Anyway, uh you can follow me at Blu-ray B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E on Twitter. I'm almost at a thousand followers. <laughs> nice. It's getting late. I'm getting slap we'll celebrate. happy. Yeah, that's going to be a big deal. <laughs> now I just need, need 20,000 more at a check mark.
0: That's when Twitter starts sending you checks at 1,000.
1: Yeah? No, oh, yeah, how much?
0: Yeah. Uh, Can all I quit of the my internet. job? Yes.
1: Wow, all of the internet money? Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> um, cool. Thank you for listening. See you next listening. week. Bye. Bye.